24 hours a day, 7 days a week. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Salutations and welcome to a very special edition of the Native Immigrants Podcast. I'm your host, Swami Barakas, and as always, I'm joined by my co-host, Jojo underscore B. What's going on, Jojo B? Hi, Newcastle. This is very, very weird right now. This feels weird. It feels different. It feels kind of emotional as well, especially for Jojo B. Definitely. Back on the radio at Spice FM. Yes, indeed, because we are live. Not even pre-record, Jojo B. We are live. 100% live. Here on Spice FM. I'm not sure they've done the right thing here. No, they've actually thrown <laughs> us straight in the deep end. Um, we, ha- we don't have a clue on controls or what we're going to be doing, what we're going to be talking about. But you know what? This is a, this is a change of hand right here because usually the Barracuda is the producer extraordinaire as well as the co-host, as well as the editor, as well as the all-round top-notch guy. But Jojo B has taken the controls here at Spice FM. Yes, I have. I'm still trying to... If I have a pause, it's because I'm still trying to figure out that I'm doing the right thing with the controls. Yeah. This is all different from when I first was here. It is very different. It is. This is like, you know, this you, were, is a, you were breakfast host when? 2009. 2009. Yeah, a long time ago. Oh, my days. So, you know, a lot has changed. Hairstyles have changed. Yes. Looks have changed. Yes. Can we also big up Selesh up in here as well? Thank you, Who hosted Selesh. the show before us and did a very, very, very admirable job. This is so weird. You and he's what? quickly shown us how to use everything. Yeah, he's given us the quickest <laughs> crash course. So this, that's how to be a radio DJ in 30 seconds. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We took the course and we passed with distinction. I must have got a first. You probably got a third. Probably. You know. um, But yeah, I'm the one in charge of the controls. She is in charge of the controls. This is so weird. Seeing Jojo B behind the control desk here, it's like, you know, Sulu behind the desk of the Enterprise. I rang Sandeep about 20 minutes ago and I said, "Uh, so you're going to be here to show us what to do? And he goes, no, you remember what to do. I was like, that was 10 years ago. Yeah, exactly. And it's all changed. This is a professional outfit now. Absolutely. Because you know what? You know, over the course of our time on our shows, You know, I'll be the first to admit that I have um, slightly belittled your time at Spice FM. Yes, you have. A few times. A few times. And now I've had to humble myself by going into the station as myself hosting a show on Spice FM. That that's the ultimate come down, isn't it? That's the that's the ultimate like. How rude! You know, but you know what? I'm 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 actually pleasantly surprised by how professional this place looks. You've got like desks and and like real top notch microphones and yeah. a headphone that works. You know, except of course for the fact that the internet's not really working here today. So we're gonna have to like just wing this whole show basically, <laughs> aren't we? You know, so really it does feel quite community based. We're gonna do this from the top of our heads. Yes. Not rely on any internet information. Oh my god! At all. See, that's the thing because we we pretty much um, go through every show of the Native Immigrants podcast, doing our research, doing our prep, doing all the you know the behind the stage stuff to make it as professional as possible for our amazing listeners. And we usually do that in our living room in our pajamas. Yes, indeed. Yes. But obviously, I've had to put some uh, pants on. <laughs> And I've had to keep a top on for the first time in a very, very long time. I know, it's nippy up here, isn't it? Oh, my God. So a a couple of shows ago, I was complaining about how cold it was. You don't know the cold until you've come up north. This is still warm. Wait till you get to January. Oh, my God. (laughs) 
<laughs> well, thankfully, uh, it'll be a very long time since we come back to Newcastle. Um, Have I ever told you the story of when I used to do the breakfast show and it was, I think, January or February and I got up at six o'clock in the morning. And And this is January, February, 10 years ago when global warming wasn't quite at its height like it is now. Exactly, right. I got up at six o'clock in the morning. I got two buses across Newcastle because I don't drive. Those buses cost like five pence each, each way, by the way. No, they really don't. So I got on these buses, turned up outside the old Spice FM office and it was locked. And I said, Sandeep. I was ringing him. I was like, where are you? We've got to do the breakfast show. I want to do the breakfast show this morning. (coughs) Do you know what the temperature was? Minus 10. (laughs) It was minus 10 and it was snowing. And I was outside the Spice FM office on my own very early in the morning. And Sandy was somewhere else. Oh, my God. Sandeep. So before we talk, we've mentioned Sandeep a couple of times on the show. We should really say that Sandeep is the brains behind this whole operation. Head honcho, everyone in Newcastle knows him. Everyone, you know, because there's, there's only about four or five Asians in, in Newcastle anyway. Uh, you know, four or five of which, one of them is Jojo B, two of them are her parents. And I guess the other one is Sandeep. Yes. <laughs> She's not even, she wasn't I'm even sorry, listening. I'm just learning some more, more stuff. This is it. This, do you know how, how hands-on we are? We are learning as we are live on this show as well at the same time. Yes. I'm telling you, multitasking has taken a whole different meaning <laughs> to, to what it normally is in this instance. But you know what? I like to think that's the London uh, way of life. And we, I'm now, you know, bringing that here to Newcastle and, and in showing a different level of professionalism within this environment. You need to accept the Geordie way of life while you're here. I've accepted it because, um, you know, I have had to deal with all kinds of cold, like you said. Yes. But also some of the most random names of towns that I've ever come across in my life. Like what? Okay, so there, there is a town here in Newcastle. As we were like, driving up the lovely A1 uh, a few days ago on our way to Newcastle to see Jojo B's family, as well as recording this amazing show this has been like oh, 10 minutes of probably the best radio newcastle has ever heard in its history for a very very long time trust the londoner to come up here and go yeah come here 10 minutes later showing you how it's done properly whatever Pret. yeah well you know you're sounding like someone you sound like a person oh look at these immigrants coming over here showing us how it's all done you know yes an immigrant has come to newcastle and showing you all how it's done um but we were on our way and we we're on the a1 coming off at newcastle um, coming close to where Jojo B lives. And then I looked up at the, the signs of the towns. And there is a town here in Newcastle called Wide Open. <laughs> now, like, obviously, this is, this is, this is pre-Watershed. So we can't talk, like, in too much detail about these kind of things because this is a family show. Yes. And before we say anything, I want to say a big up to mum and dad, Jojo B's parents, who are probably listening in on us right now. Big up yourselves. Thank hey, you for Mama listening. And, Dad. and like I said, I can promise not to swear for the rest of this show. I won't swear. I, do you know what? I'm I'm really fearful, Jojo I B. won't. I won't. I promise. I promise. All right. If we do, we have to come up with like, you know, alternative swear words. There was times when I swore on the breakfast show. And I think on my very first oh, show no. that I ever did, which was the drive time show, I did something wrong on oh, the controls and no. because I, I was on my completely on my own left right. with, with these controls. And... Yeah, I swore on air. And then I also put on a song by accident that had loads of swearing in it. Yes, we spoke. In, is that in fact, our very first Native Immigrants podcast. Oh, 
dear. We spoke about your time uh, playing uh, so solid. Do you know what? Oh, Salesh is having to go. Um, Okay. Bless Salesh. Thank you so much for all your help. Thank you so much for all your help. This is how live we are. These are the keys. Okay, fine. We will lock up on the way out. Might have to steal some equipment as well because I have my eyes on that Trojan case right there. It's looking quite sick. Um, All right. Bless. Good to meet you too, bro. Look at this live radio. This is live radio. You know? Uh, Do you know what? It, It feels really weird because... I've done radio so many times over the last 10 to 12 years. But no one's left you in charge. No one, one, no one has left me in charge. But two, I'm usually the person on the other side of the desk, uh, having to, you know, being asked all these amazing questions. And at the time, I can actually talk quite eloquently about all these things. Because you don't have to concentrate on anything. I don't, honestly, I've got no concentration levels at all right now. Um, all I've got basically, what is that weird noise in the background? There's some crashing and banging going on outside. Welcome to the West End. <laughs> and, and it's not innuendos. There legitimately is some crashing noises and banging as in clattering noises. <laughs> um, that's not just how Newcastle gets down. But talking about all those things, Wide Open. Uh-huh. It's an interesting name for a town, would you say? Uh, yes, it is. <laughs> I, I don't know what to say beyond that. Other than I don't live there, so that's Is fine. it very welcoming? It may well be. Is anyone allowed to enter? <laughs> That's the thing. I that, think, right, you know, look, it's quarter past eight. You can't go down this eight. road. I can't, can't go, go I can't go, I cannot go down this route because obviously there's going to be families listening, um, our family included. Yes. Um, but yeah, if when it came to naming towns in the UK, I don't think Newcastle got it quite right. There's plenty of completely normal names. Isn't there a place called Killingworth? There is. So a place that's worth killing. It's a place where you go, and it's worth doing the killing there. <laughs> right. Okay. So if you're, if you I'm ever not, got, no, don't the, do that. Don't do that. Look at what you're doing, JJP. No. You're con- you're no. condoning, if not encouraging people to oh, no. kill in Newcastle no, town. No, don't anyone. Just everyone, just live in peace and harmony and love. As if the crime levels aren't on an all time high. My here. top actually says love. It says Piar. It does say Piar. Look yeah. at this. We'll have to take a, a couple of pictures and show our social media uh, after the show's done to let people know. Today has been. An extremely hectic day. Hectic, stressful, um, full of conundrums, dithering kind of day. Yeah. A lot of dithering. A lot of dithering. Yeah. A lot of dithering. We dither at the best of times. Yes. But, you know, when it comes to, like, life-changing decisions or life-altering decisions or life-amending decisions, <laughs> life-improving decisions. Let's Any say decisions that. that involve being alive. Yeah. Yes. Yes, involved being Basically, alive. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, it does make us having to think, you know, an umpteen number of times to accommodate it. What he's trying to say is we overthink everything and then we second guess ourselves and then we just decide not to do it in the end. Yeah. Um, about pretty much everything. About pretty much everything. Um, so when it comes to the bigger decisions in life, obviously it's going to take a little bit more than a couple of hours to decide on these things. So what was the big decision we were making? Well, if you listen to our last podcast... Um, you would have heard us talking about a couple of massive decisions, one of which is where we are right now. Yeah. The other one was um, a pretty big announcement. Yeah, you have to listen to the podcast, the last podcast. Yeah. Native Immigrants Podcast number 25. Number numero do so cinco. (laughs) That is not a number in any language. (laughs) At all. Number 25. Number 25. The big 25. Yeah, the big 2-5. The, up there with the big 6-5. You know right, <laughs> Jojo V? 
Judge me will never leave the stand. So basically, this, you know, you know what? This is going to be a two-hour show. It's just us going off on a tangent. We're going to have to tangent about everything uh, because obviously we're, you know, we're in Newcastle. We're spending time with Jojo B's family, so we should have a little anecdote about something involving Jojo B's family. Um, so, twenty sixteen. 17? Uh, 17. Seven, 2017, basically, was a big year for my family uh, because it was my mum and dad's 40th anniversary. Wedding anniversary, that yes, is. Yes, yes. Uh, so it was a big thing, you know, um, and we were like, we should do something. We should commemorate this amazing moment. Um, I know how you're going to frame this. You're going to make me sound really pathetic. At least let me tell the story. All right, fine. Um, when do I not make you sound that way in every show, Jojo B? You're always wrong, though. Anyway, carry on. So we decided, do you know what? What should we do? What should we do? What should we do? So we thought, let's throw a party. But then remember, dad hates music and celebration. And people. And, and people, yeah. Being around too yeah. many people. Um, and then we thought, let's maybe do something maybe religious. But then I was just like, we're not going to enjoy it. No. <laughs> you know? Um, yeah. If you listen to our podcast, you'll know that I'm not the most religious person ever. You are not. And then we put all our heads together and thought, do you know what? Let's just take them on holiday. That way, my dad will stop complaining at me about not having a family holiday after a very, very long time. Uh-huh. And my mum is always going on and on about wanting to go on a cruise. Uh, so we decided to take her to Mallorca and stay on land. Yes, she didn't get a cruise. No, she didn't get a cruise. She got a quick boat trip to another island. Yeah, and I think, you know what, um, that's as much as she'll probably get yeah. in terms of cruises because I don't do boats. I get I get plane sick at the worst of times. Seasickness is n- no not good for me. No. So we decided to take them to Mallorca. Lovely family trip. We hired out an amazing apartment. You know, it's right in the centre of town, yeah. and we did some awesome excursions. You've forgotten here that we spent a long time deliberating on where to go mm-hmm. because uh, I, I I love I love my in laws I love my family, but they are a fussy lot. I was was wondering what you're going to say there, Jojo V. Such a fussy lot. And so, you know, we've got a lot of things that we need to accommodate. We've got... Dietary restrictions. Yes, strict vegetarians. Mm -hmm. And also one or two members of the family who will only eat Indian food. Mm -hmm. And then there's also me because I'm gluten-free. She is. But, you know, that's a side issue because I can be quite, you know, easygoing otherwise. She doesn't really, but... But, yeah. So we had a lot of things that we had to kind of accommodate. Yes, and uh, that meant that the one place in the whole of Europe that we found that was going to accommodate all of those things that you guys hadn't been to because you travelled all of Europe anyway as children. We're amazing travellers, yeah. Yeah, was Mallorca. Mm, yes. The one place. <laughs> yeah, the and one place we, we haven't there, been in the world. And they got there and your dad said, where's the mandir? <laughs> that was the first thing that dad said. He was like, where's oh, the mandir? Oh dear, yeah. Is so, there no nice mandir here that we can go to? No, Dad, there's not. Yeah, unfortunately, uh, Mondays are scarce uh, in that part of Spain or in any part of Spain. But also, we're on holiday. We're not going to the Mondays. Exactly, exactly. You know, so we try to push the fact that it was an amazing family holiday, but yet... Um, you but, take the boy out of Gujarat, but not the Gujarat out of the boy. Gujarat the boy, exactly, yeah, yeah absolutely. Anyway, we digress. Yeah. Uh, the fact is, we had a, an awesome time, an awesome family you know memories and just a just a brilliant holiday it was a lovely holiday it was awesome um and we thought great we've had a family holiday so that's that and we can plan holidays for ourselves instead except jojo b decided to throw a bit of a curveball an understandable curveball mm-hmm. uh, i'm not gonna beat around the bush uh-huh um uh, you know because um the fact is we'd gone on holiday family holiday with my family 
Yes. But of course, Jojo B, the extreme separatist that she is, wanted to do a holiday for her family. Listen, yeah, I'm going to step in here. So not Please. only was it a big anniversary for my mum and dad, 45 years of a bit of marriage. It wasn't the same year. It was. Was it? Yeah, it was. And that's not how you sold it to me, though. No, 45 years of marriage, right, that year. Mm. And also, my dad turned 65. <laughs> now, he thinks... <laughs> he thinks that 65 is oh, not the birthday that you celebrate. Days. But that's the year that you retire. Oh, my god. Traditionally, days. not everybody retires at 65. But traditionally, that's the year of retirement. So it's a big thing. And he was like, what's the big 6-5? That's not a thing. You don't celebrate that. And I was like... Well, we do. We used to have 65 cards in our shop. Oh, my days. Happy 65th birthday, happy retirement birth, like cards and all that. So I was like, it's a thing. I, I'm Surely sorry. Newcastle, it's a thing, isn't it? I'm t- well, if anyone's listening to the show right now, people are probably switching off thinking, who are these two crazy loons talking about their life in the first like 20 minutes of the show? No one cares anymore, do they? They've just gone home. They've already gone home, yeah, yeah exactly. Gone home, turned it off, put these standards on or something. Um, But... The big six five, that's not a birthday. It's a birthday, in fact, that people do turn sixty five. Is it worth the hoo ha of a celebration? Yes, it, uh, yes. <sighs> Would yes. you celebrate thirty five? I didn't. No, because there's not much celebrating. We did. We went to Brighton. Would you? That's just because it was your birthday coming up, and I thought I'd do something nice for you. But then once you get past a certain age, those things don't really count. I would have taken you to Brighton next year for your big three six. It wouldn't have made any difference. It's just another birthday. Whatever. So, you know, 40, would you celebrate 45? Why not? Because it's not a thing. <laughs> 50, 60, 70, 80, 90 if you're lucky. 100 if you're very lucky. 110, you're probably not so lucky because by then, probably all the people you probably love have gone. Up. Yeah, you've probably given up by then. But so, no, well, I like celebrating birthdays. And it, we had a lovely holiday. We had another holiday. We did. We and had to appease Jojo B somehow. We went back to the lovely Mediterranean. We did. We went to Portugal. Yes. And we had a lush time. We had an amazing time in Portugal. I'm not going to. I'm not going to see. I'm not going to discredit the holiday. The holiday itself was awesome, you know. And spending time with your parents, however much you think I don't like mum and dad, I love mum and dad. I don't think you don't like them. I love mum and dad. You know? I think you don't like Newcastle. I don't like Newcastle. So you can't mom, say that in Newcastle on so air. If mum come, mum and dad want to come to ours anytime they want, I will be so happy to see them. You can't say you don't like Newcastle while on the radio in Newcastle. I'm allowed to voice my thoughts. I, I will say Newcastle is warming to me. And as I am warming to Newcastle, Newcastle the town is getting to know, getting to know me better and quite liking me. But, you know, I am beginning to have a certain fondness for Newcastle, I feel. You know, there is there is a lot about this town that is um, appealing, namely things like the house pricing. Yes. Um, the cars. <laughs> yes. And see, now, right now, this is where the actual conversation first started. Absolutely. Isn't it? Have we come back round now to back, I think back to the point? I think we have come full circle now. To yeah. The original point that we were trying to make. Yes. Um, that we made a special purchase today. Yes, we did. After a lot of dithering. Oh, my God. Um, which will remind my lovely husband of Newcastle, other than, you know, looking at me every day, obviously. But, like, it will be the lovely purchase that will remind him of Newcastle mm-hmm. every single day. It will. It will. What did we buy? We bought a car. Yes, we did. And when it comes to cars, like I said on our previous shows, we don't know diddly squat. 
No, that's why all the dithering happened. It did indeed. Um, and usually with these kind of things, you know, I like to think I look on, you know, we looked online for, you know, a couple of days and we found a card that we liked. And then we found another car that we liked. And obviously there's not a great deal of difference between the two of them. So we were like, let's go check out one, which is our preference. And then we can check out the other one as like a backup. So there's always like, you didn't just go and buy the first car you saw. Yes. You know, because like, it's like the same as going out with a girl. You know, if one girl asks you out, then it's great. It's amazing. But you're like, there's another one. You know, maybe I should test the waters and kind of see what it could be like with the other chick. Bloody man. Um, so this was a similar situation. And so we thought, let's go check out the other car. Uh-huh. And um, there was two cars. There's no point going into too much detail about what the cars actually were. No, that doesn't matter. No, because it was two cars. They had a steering wheel and four tires. Get on with it. And we got to, I can say get on with it, but we still have an hour and a half of this show to go. Well, this is true. You know, so we can try to limit this thing down, but we'll have a, a 45 minutes of you having to sing a song. Do you know what I just realised? What's that? That clock is fast. Oh, so, is it? Oh, yeah. So we've actually got one hour, 37 minutes. Oh, my God. You're actually right. So we thought, oh, my God, we're actually, we've actually got through half an hour of the show. This is going to be really easy. It really isn't. It's all right. So we're going to tell them about the car purchasing. Yeah, so... Ended up going to this one place where this car, there was a car that we really liked. And we thought, great, this is the car that we're going to buy. Done, done, done. And then we went to another place to see the other car. Just in case. Just in case. And we should have realized that it was going to be just as appealing as the other car. Weren't yes. We? So basically, we love both of them. Yeah. There wasn't a, you know, we couldn't look at both of them and think, here's the pros from one, here's the cons from the other. One's going to have a lot more pros. And the cons for another one is going to, you know, enable us to make that decision a lot more easily. We did loads of research, like, oh, this one's got some engine problems, like, it can happen, and this can happen. What what was the deciding factor in the end? And we should have known this because we're Asian. It was the price. Yes, we went for the cheapest one in the end. We went for the cheaper (laughs) option. This could obviously come and backfire on us later on in life. Um, But, you know, I think sometimes, as, as my dad says, you know, every now and then you have to take a risk. Eriks. Yeah, you have to take a risk because that's the only way you go forward. So this took us, you know how many hours this took us to do? This dithering and deciding? Yeah. Six. Six, Six whole hours. hours. Six hours of just going, should we buy this one or this one? Mm. Should we try this one or this one? Mm. But we went on, and we, you know, there's not even a stupid thing like, oh, we don't like the color of this one versus this one. They were both lovely. Yeah. So we bought a car and that's the first time we've bought a car together. This is our first car. Look at this. And um, it will always remind you of Newcastle. It will always remind me of Newcastle. And every time it malfunctions in any way, something gives in the engine or the framework or the tyres or just regular wear and tear, it will always remind me of Newcastle. Right. (laughs) (laughs) I don't even know what to say to that. Yes, because I will use that it will as an be excuse. A dream, it will be a dream drive. <laughs> and it will, um, you know, carry you like you're sitting in paradise. Right. Every day. Okay. And you will thank the Lord that <laughs> you have a Geordie wife whose parents you came to see. I love, I love how... Um, there was a lovely, nice car showroom near us that you then bought a car from. See, so... Everything um, is better here. <laughs> I love it when when it comes to Newcastle. All of a sudden, Jojo B decides to turn into the most religious person ever. Now it's thank the Lord. Ten minutes ago, there wasn't no, even the Lord. I didn't say I would thank the Lord. I said you would thank the Lord, right. and you are religious. So 
that still works for you. Right. See? Okay. Well played. Touche. Yeah. Jojo B. I will thank myself. You should thank the Lord every day that I married you. Because I, you know, because obviously you are from Newcastle and I am a Londoner. Um, and so this takes a lot for me to travel this far to to join not just Jojo B, but her family. Um, Jojo B has felt right at home a few days that we've been here. That's because I am home. Well, technically home is London. No. Your mortgage payments doesn't say Newcastle, does it? Does it? No, but my mummy and daddy's house where I never had to pay mortgage payments says Newcastle. Right, okay. But you, you pay the mortgage in London. Yes. So London is really your home. Yes. And Newcastle is, is a part of the past. Is the proper home. It's it's the past. It's a it's a time <laughs> it's a time period in your life that you can look back with extreme fondness. You know, uh, and remember your time here at Spice FM. You Spice know? FM, yes. And just like we said, you have come full circle. Yes, I'm back here yeah. in this lovely new office. It is. What's changed since the last time you were here, Jojo B? So last <laughs> last time I, I was here, we were sat. We used to have an office that was like above a shop. <laughs> okay. Right? And um, we had one studio that was set up. Right. But there was another time where I was going to do another show not the breakfast show we were going to do like a special show in the evening and we went to record and there was no studio so we had to build the studio right so we had to put like not just all the recording equipment together we had to make it soundproof by um stapling duvets and stuff to the oh wall. my days <laughs> so no so now this is a professional outfit this is how it works now those yeah. days you know you've got to start somewhere do you um use blue peter as your uh, inspiration into creating that studio in the first place? Uh, no. no, I just um, saw what was lying around, <laughs> and then the boys who worked there said, "This is what we have to do. Do it." Right. So this is what we do. So it was a bit like the eighteen back <laughs> yes, in the day. Basically. You know, they just they they'll basically find like a couple of cardboard boxes, um, you know, a tray full of cauliflowers and hose piping, mm-hmm. and then use that equipment to make like a flamethrower out of. Um, yeah, so that's basically effectively what we did. And it, then we recorded a very good show. And do you know what it was about? What's that? Urban Asian music. Look at this. Well, this is something that we're going to be talking about on the second half of this show. Oh, yes, we are. You know, um, you know, uh, uh, together with other topics, but not so many topics of agenda. I kind of feel Topics like of agenda is his like catchphrase, by the way, if you haven't ever heard that. Wait, and, wait, wait, wait. Have and we... it's not a thing. Wait, wait, wait. What? Stop. What? It's half an hour into the show. Yes. For those people who don't know who we are... Which, yes. <laughs> there's, quite, there's quite a lot of us. I love the fact that we just think, yeah, we just come on the mic, talk about what our life is. We're talking about such random stuff like buying a car. People in Newcastle specifically, and here in the, the Tyneside area, uh-huh. will be listening in and like, who are these two jabronis? I was going to ask you about 15 minutes ago, do we actually introduce ourselves? You, you don't ask me because you're controlling the deck. So really, you have to orchestrate the show. I'm I'm playing I'm playing the sidekick in this time round. No, you see, you concentrate on the talking, and I'll concentrate on the controls. You can't do both things at once. I can't. Well, I can. You know what? She said to me, she's like one of the best multitaskers ever. When I, I first met her, I can talk and control, but I can't like control talking. the show. <laughs> so I still control you, basically. You don't control me. <laughs> Okay, anyway, anyway, we have digressed so much. People, I am Swami Barakas. This is my wife, Jojo B. Who are you, Swami Barakas? I am a rapper slash podcast host slash now radio host. Yes. And you are Jojo B. Yes, I am. What are you? 
I am a podcast host. Yes. And dot. Nat. Full stop. <laughs> dot. dot. Yes. Yeah. That's it. You're a podcast host. Yes. Yes. Uh, but we have our own podcast called the Native Immigrants Podcast, and it's been running for seven months now. And we've done. Has 20... it been that long? It has indeed. March wow. the first was our very first show. Wow. And we've done twenty-five shows of the Native Immigrants Podcast. This is number twenty-six. This will this will be number twenty-six, and so it's a bit weird because we're trying to tell people who literally listening to us the first time who we are together with our amazing existing audience who will hear us say this and be like, we know who you guys are. We, we hear you every week ranting on about some bakwas. This is true. You know? So, you know, so hello to all our new listeners in the... Hi. Northeast. Yes. Uh, also, is it YA? YA, man? How do you say hello? What's, what's that? You, okay, so we're in Newcastle now. How do you now. say hello? You yeah. just say hello. No, you don't. You can go Arit. 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 Arit, isn't it pet? Arit pet. I know, and you try. No, because I'm here in Newcastle now. I've basically taught you the Queen's English when you've been in London. So now it's your turn to teach me some Geordie slang. Do not speak the Queen's English. Um, It's Arit pet. Arit pet. But that means, yeah. Or you can just say Arit. Arit. That's, yeah. How are you doing? Is that say all right pet? Yes. Okay, so there's all right so just but I mean Arit. How do you even spell that? It'd be like A R Double E T. Wouldn't it be A R Double E T? Arit. Wouldn't it be A H hyphen R Double E T? Arit, because it's Arit. Arit pet? Yes, possibly. <laughs> I'm looking at you going. Jojo, what is this what is this radio that we're we're talking about? What are we right doing now? exactly, exactly? But you should take what what's some everyday speak that you would say in Newcastle that I would never have heard. In what context? You can't just say what. Give me a sentence in Geordie. (laughs) Do you know what? I've lived so far. I've lived in London so long that nothing comes to mind even like instantly. Oh dear. This is terrible. My accent's come back though. Yeah, it kind of has. This is what happened. You're in your environment now, so you feel more comfortable. Yes. And so little words come up. So way man, am I allowed to still say that? Is that still a thing? Yeah. Way or and what did you say? There's a um. Oh, what was the other thing? We're on live radio now, so I can't sit even for five minutes to even think about it. No, you can't. And plus, also, it might be something that you shouldn't offends say people before the watershed as well. I'm so. not, I'm I'm being extremely professional here. <laughs> And talking like you forget that I've done countless radio interviews in my time, and I've and I've never sworn and never done anything that involves profanity. Uh, You, on the other hand, played music which had swearing in it by accident on my first show. Yeah, but that won't be a problem here because we have no music to play, (laughs) which is a which is a shame because I kind of felt that you know our very first radio show, Mm -hmm. um, you know, music is a big part of our life. You know, and so playing a few tunes and and some things that we listen to yeah. would, be a, would be a you know good and little addition. Probably a lot of people out there thinking, where the hell is the next song? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> when are these two gonna shut up? Yeah, we're I'm, not gonna shut up is basically the answer. No, we're not. We're gonna we're gonna fill the next two hours with mindless gibberish. Yeah, uh, and um, hope that we re- still retain a listenership. Yes. Um, from the amazing audience in Newcastle, if there is an amazing audience. If you can put amazing audience in Newcastle in the same sentence. Yes, you can put them in the same sentence and they are <laughs> listening to us okay. right now. So don't offend them. I'm not going to offend them. I love my Newcastle people. You seem to be on some people. kind of, um, you know, 
mission to I offend everyone not, I'm not in the some, whole of our city, my city. I'm not some shock jock that's going to come on here and just diss a whole town, especially because, you know, I am still in this town sitting right here in that vicinity and I'm not planning on leaving in the next half an hour. It's not like I will just rush out straight in my car and just drive back to London ASAP, well, followed by a horde of, uh, you know, what's it, two knights? Newcastleians? Geordies. Geordies even. <laughs> Newcastleians. <laughs> How long have you been married to me for? Oh, dear, dear. You should know that you're married Geordies. to a Geordie. Geordies. So, okay, so Toon. Toon is the term for town, right? Yes. Okay. So I can still say two knights, people from the town. No, you can't. No, you can't say toonies. No, you can't say any of those things. sounds awesome. The, the Where are my toonies at? What we're called is Geordie. <laughs> okay. So Geordie. Okay, so where, where does that term Geordie come from? Do you know? Uh, the etymology, I'm not so sure of. Right. I think it's something to do with, like, building ships, apparently. Okay. But okay. I don't know. The shipbuilders, yeah? Builders of ships, yes. Yep. So the shipbuilders. <laughs> yes. Excellent. Why are you saying it like that? I'm not saying it anyway. He's trying to get me to swear by I'm accident. That's not, what he's trying to do. He's trying to get me in trouble. I absolutely not. This is not what we're here for because obviously This is my life. This is what I end up having to do every day of my marriage is not be provoked into saying something to my husband I... that he can then use against me later on. You forget that this this show, the Native Immigrants Podcast, is a reflection on both of us. So whatever I do to make you sound bad, I'm making the show sound unprofessional. But then what he does is try and make himself sound really good. That's not the case. So this is what this is what's happened to our show. It's all her fault. You know what? There's 25 shows worth of content where you can plainly hear what's being said. And- what and is, then you can make your own minds up. What is that content? What kind of stuff do we cover in our show, love? What If you've not heard our show, the, the Native Immigrants Podcast, what do we cover? I will tell you, Jojo B. Thank you for asking that question. Uh-huh. The Native Immigrants Podcast was originally set up by myself and my wife, Jojo B, as a way of discussing some of the more important, pertinent and relevant topics uh, to the British Asian community. Yes. And we decided to um, set off on this journey and cover as many different bases as we possibly could because we began uh, our marriage having long conversations about things that were happening within our communities in the confines of our living room. And so, you know, we thought, why not actually put this onto a recording so people can actually listen, hear what we're, what, hear what we're being... What are you typing away? Sorry. <laughs> look at Carry this. on. Yeah, look at me. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to be all professional and you're off like, you know, WhatsApping people behind, the, behind my back. I'm, I'm talking about show stuff, so I'm trying to be in control of the show while you take control of the speaking. Okay, I will take control then. So, carry on. I will indeed. Um, so, every week we cover a different topic of agenda, which is what we like to call it. Um, and so far, over the course of our shows, we've talked about things like forced marriages. We've talked about Asian attitudes towards the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, we've talked about communalism within the British Asian community. Abortions recently. Education. Our first few shows, we talked about um, Asians in British pop culture. There's so many things that we've covered over that time. And we do them on a week-by-week basis. Yep. And um, and we have some great interaction from people, together with the usual bickering and bantering that we have as a married couple in London. Yes. Um, and the fact that I am, um, I am actually a Hindu Gujarati. Yes, you are. And my wife is a Sikh Punjabi. Yes, I am. So that with that comes 
a whole load of cultural differences. And so we touch on those as well every week on our show. Um, you know, because there's a there's a few things that I love about the Punjabi community and there's a few things that Jojo B loves about the Gujarati community, but our respective communities can both drive each other insane. And so um, we have lots of crazy little differences to crazy big differences. Uh, and the biggest of which was our marriage. We have two episodes of our wedding and all the madness that ensued because of our cultural differences and how differently we do things. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. This is what taking control means. I have, to, I have to be here to be the professional one while Jojo B just kind of like rants on in the background just like no, i think you summarized that perfectly okay you know that's what we do so we talk about our life yep so you know on average we would probably tell you about our like we did today about buying a car yes and all those little things that you do when you're married um and trying to kind of get around all of the arguments that ensue usually yeah we pretty that. much argue before every single show but it's all positive arguments because you know it's about what we want to include on the show and both of us are extremely passionate about this project, really, the Native Immigrants Podcast, uh -huh. you know, and with that comes a lot of disagreements and occasional quips. Yeah, we, every, every marriage has a d disagreement. It, it does indeed. But what it provides is the best content uh, on a week by week basis. Lovely anecdotes. Lovely anecdotes. Insights into our marriage. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, you'll hear a lot of that. But what we, the main thing with our show is to get interaction and discussion with our audiences because we cover so many topics that are extremely taboo within our communities as well you know and i think the only way us as a community are going to move forward is if we discuss things amongst each other to enable these things to move forward you know because there could be situations that we've discussed over the shows and examples that we've brought that people could be going through right now on a day-by-day -day basis and they they don't get a chance to talk about it within the people they know because sometimes it's their families are the ones that are you know, pressurizing and encouraging them towards a certain thing that potentially they're not happy with. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, they need an outlet in order to, you know, to get these things off their chest and talk about them and discuss them. We want to make things less taboo and make it an open, honest conversation. Yes. Sometimes there are things that are not that comfortable to talk about with your families or with your close you know, people in your life. Yes. Um, but those conversations still need to be had, even if they're uncomfortable. Yeah. Um, and we also have to make it okay to be able to say certain things. No, absolutely. You know, like not everything needs to be brushed under the carpet, like, you know, all of our Asian communities liked to do. Absolutely. You know, we always, it's much easier to just brush under the carpet, don't talk about it, just carry on with life and just ignore everything. Yeah. And we want to try and make that less of an issue so that, Overall, we're a happier community and yeah. a more united community. A united community is extremely important. Um, something that we speak about pretty much in every show in the fact that, you know, a lot of our communities are quite segregated. Um, you know, culturally, we're very different, but also we're very, very similar as well at the same time. And we were united at one point. And um, it has kind of divided slightly over the course of the last, I'd say, five or ten years. And all we're trying to say is that we're not different from each other. And the things that we go through on a daily basis is pretty much exactly the same as each other. So why not? Why don't we all get together and discuss these things and move forward from it, progress as a community? Because there's a lot of things that's right about us and it's, um, some amazing things that we brought to the UK society. Mm -hmm. But there's also a huge amount of negatives and a lot of them could be 
put back to the, our parents' generation being the reason for it. But we're the next generation to take on board what they've done in terms of their morals and their guides, but improve that and improve our community by, you know, not potentially making the mistakes that they did, you know? Yeah. Okay. You put that so well, love. I yeah. was really, I was really surprised at how well you put that. How dare you? <laughs> Do you forget that underneath this sexy rapper exterior, there's a, a guy with lots of intellectual chutzpah and feelings. Yeah. You know, emotional driven feelings. And I feel very passionate about our community and progressing our community and moving it forward. And that was the reason for putting out the Native Immigrants podcast, because the questions that we ask and the things that we talk about, where are the other platforms for that? You know, there's a few mainstream radio stations that talk about a few of these things, but we have no filters on our show. We can talk about things freely without any backlash um, and, you know, and can real deliver the realist talk uh, on a week by week basis, because that's what I want to hear. That's what I, th I feel like a community needs to hear. And without it, there's not that many people talking about the things that we talk about. Mm -hmm. You know, I was having this conversation with, um, you know, a fellow podcaster, um, you know, Minil from the Desi Outsiders. Yeah. And, and she was just as uh, frustrated as I was that, you know, our communities and our, you know, the youth specifically, you know, are, are happier to go onto, you know, YouTube and, and see a man falling over a dog down the road and watch that <laughs> 2.5 or 5 million times. Yeah. Uh, then listen to the things that we speak about, which are things that are so so much more culturally relevant and yeah. culturally significant. How do we get people to engage? How do we get people to listen? How do we get people to, you know, to you know, to change their way of thinking almost in a way? You know, it's mentalities that need changing more than anything else. And you know, but that's the journey that we're on. That's all part of this the challenge. You know, it's it's all baby steps. It's a marathon, not a sprint, which I've said on previous shows. You know, we're here to set the foundation for it and move forward. And we need people to to join us on this journey together with us. And you know, if we can all collectively move forward in five to ten years' time, you know, we can actually come to a point where the vision we had now finally got, you know. Yeah, that's the aim. It's the the aim is to see that you know in five to ten years time that we are a much more open community that we are um, able to talk about some of the harder issues. We are able to help the younger ones in our in our communities deal yeah. with things that they're going through, Absolutely. rather than telling them that they're wrong or that they're doing the wrong thing. Like sitting down and have a conversation and listening to them, I think is the main thing, and that's what we want we want to do. We want to be able to kind of encourage other people to do as well, yeah. but also to come and join and see that we are yes we are separate you know in the various different asian communities but we are also very similar yeah. and that we can work together and i've mentioned this a number of times on our podcast that how actually different the community in, in newcastle is mm. compared to the um to compared to what goes on further further south where everyone is very very segregated yeah. in newcastle there's not so many of us yeah so we do tend to kind of stick together as a collective asian community yeah whereas when you get down to you know, in London, my experience has been that, um, you know, you're from Southall. Yeah. That's very Punjabi. Yes, indeed. You're, you know, like a very small kind of couple of households of Gujaratis in a sea of Punjabi. Yes, indeed. But, you know, the in Harrow, 
you know, there's a lot of, of Gujaratis and Tamils. Yes, Wembley indeed. Wembley is all the same. So you, you have your separate, separate areas where everybody lives. In the East End, there's the Bangladeshi community, you know, around Ilford and stuff. You've got the Pakistani community. Everyone's separate. Mm. Whereas here, everyone's in the same place and we all get on and we all, you know, get we communicate. We talk to each other and hang out with each other. Yeah. Yeah. You were telling me about the, the collectiveness within the community, but you were also telling me that a lot has actually changed as well in Newcastle over the time that when you were first here from when you left to I guess things that are happening in the last few years yeah sorry I've just been showing how to put music on so we can put music on big up the man like Amit who's just stepped into the building (laughs) big up Amit long time Spice FM cohort yeah you know and uh you know like wedding planner extraordinaire as well yes who's come to assist us <laughs> thankfully because we were a couple of rabbit caught in the headlights right now we, there was a, a little bit of a struggle from jojo because she had that you know that the look on her face <laughs> you know you know if like like the headmaster just pulled a pupil up from the audience and say i want you to sing your favorite duran duran song by heart right now the face that people would give you yeah that face because i haven't got a clue <laughs> And also how I just referenced another 80s thing there by saying Duran Duran. Yeah, no one that's listening will know. I mean, do you know who Duran Duran are? Yes, yes, yes. You should get on the mic. I'm trying to get him to get on the mic. He will get on the mic mic later on the show. There's there's not enough... um... Oh, look at What? (laughs) You're controlling the show, love. You carry on. Oh, should I? I will then, I will. Um, But the point that we were making was with our podcast... You know, we just want our in- community to interact with us. If you're listening in right now, tell us. And if there are things that you want to hear on our shows that we haven't spoken about before, please tell us and please talk to us about them as well at the same time because that's the way we can move things forward, you know? Everything okay, Jojo V? We're going to put some music on. Okay, yeah. music time. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I've got to give him 30 seconds. So I'm going to fill for 30 seconds. Fill for 30 seconds, yeah. yeah. Anyway, if you if you want to interact with us, follow us on at Nimmigrants on Twitter or on Facebook at, at the Native Immigrants Podcast, on Instagram as Nimmigrants and Spell Nimmigrants. N I M I G R A N T S. Yes. Um, follow us on all our social media platforms and talk to us, interact with us. If there's things that you want to hear on the show that you haven't heard before, listen in and tell us, you know, and we'll be more than happy to accommodate because we're here to stay and you'll be hearing a lot more of us going forward. Yes, you will. We're not going anywhere <laughs> for a long time. Well, here's a song. <laughs> <laughs> That, that was Amplifier by Imran Khan. <laughs> so Hit very it on well. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. So very well introduced earlier on. Do as, you know what? Oh, here's a song. <laughs> Never send a Geordie to do a Londoner's job, basically, you know, when it comes to professionalism, all right? Because. Uh, I got enough luster, sorry. Yeah, you, got, you, can't, you can't be easily panicked like that, Jojo B. You have to, like, come on there and actually, like, bring a, some level of professionalism. Amit's giving us some weird looks. We have Amit here in the building who's actually going to be producing our show for us. Yeah, look at this. Producer. And that's so you don't have to keep looking at the controls and having, like, this kind of dead look on your face every time <laughs> I say anything to you. 
I don't know what buttons to press. I'm struggling right now. Listen, I was doing pretty well, and then the the whole option of playing music came along. Yeah, I mean, why did you ruin I, our show I for? How did you ruin our show for, bruv? So it was going well until I decided to message her and go, "I can play music." Too. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's who I was typing. What did you say then? You trying, you're trying to keep it all like I was trying to keep it professional. It sounded like you were having an affair, to be honest, because the way you were like the way you were like typing away. You don't have some people type away when their eyes are on you, but they're like their hands are kind of doing this against the against the keyboard. Oh, you know what I mean? You know, not that all the people that have had affairs that have that have, you know cheated on me have cheated via keyboard. Oh, have you, you know been cheated on? Do you know what? I it's haven't. a new revelation. I haven't. I'm not. I'm not saying I'm a cheater either. I wouldn't put that out there. You better not be. I'm not. You know I me. Mean? Londoners don't cheat. That would be. Interesting. When have you ever heard what? of a Londoner cheating? <laughs> what? Londoners do not cheat. You know, we're the most loyal, respectful species of the UK. Londoners nation. tend to speak nonsense. Then. Yeah. Uh, no. Yes. My London people, where you at? The, the, I might be the only person from London within a 10-mile radius <laughs> of right now. I can't think of it. Is a Newcastle, who are Newcastle playing coming up? Anyone know? No idea. No? How is your football team doing, Jojo V? Let's not talk about that, and let's talk about we, something much better, like the fact that we're going to have some ads. We're, we're going to have some ads coming up soon. This is so weird. We're going to have ads. We know, we've been it's asking. Like, it's really professional that we have like music and ads. Yeah. Yeah, because I have been asking for sponsorship on our show for a very long time. So this kind of feels like, hey, we've got some sponsors, some usually, ads. Usually we just play a bit of our theme tune and then come back in again. Yeah, exactly. I want to find out what these ads are because we might actually get in touch with them and be like, do you want to be our sponsor? Is it like washing powder nirma or like Dawar Chamanparash? Or something like that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> we can or find like, out when we play. Vico Vajadenti Ayurvedic Cream. Remember that when he said, come on in the middle of VHS tapes oh from the old 80s God. films? Vico Vajadenti Ayurvedic. Vico Vajadenti. You know you're on the radio. Yeah. You're not people just in our living listening. room just there'll singing be, these songs. There'll be people listening right now who can totally relate to what I'm saying right now. <laughs> they'll be like, ah, Yan Chetane. I'm singing Gujarati. There's no Gujarati There's here. no Gujarati. So what's yeah. like, do you remember in Punjabi? Oh, Amit's telling me there's loads of Gujaratis. Is there? Big up Where all my Gujarati people. Happy Navratri to you in a, in a couple of days' time, a few days' time. You know, Garba Ras, Ranjani, or all it that. already started? Tomorrow. Uh, tomorrow. 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 There you go. Big up Amit. See, <laughs> the HPs know as well, you know. Well, this is because you just want to get involved in our thing, innit? Do you know what I mean? But when it comes to Bhangra, you're like, it's get so off weird. the dance floor, Gujarati. You're not welcome here. I'm not HP. I don't know what you're saying it to me for. You're a P. Yes. <laughs> you're definitely a P. <laughs> you are a P. <laughs> Right, okay, are we going to get some ads then? I think we're going to get some ads here on Spice FM. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need vibrant radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM. Welcome back to the second half of the Native Immigrants Radio Podcast Edition. <laughs> I'm Swami Barakas. And I'm Jojo B. I'm You can hear him. Look, see, he's there in the background. There he is. Chatting away. I didn't know <laughs> that, that Amit had his own Bollywood show here. Yeah, legendary. The Amit and Iram show. Yeah. So you know what this whole thing is? Because, you know, we've just coaxed Jojo B out of retirement here, haven't we, really? Yeah. This has been, what, 10 years you've been kind of waiting to come back on radio, itching to come back on radio. Pretty much, yeah. I think we should we should start a petition to get Amit back on Spice FM. Because I think his, his voice is being, you know, being missed by the uh, local... Asian community yeah, And here. do you know what? He's, he's right next to me. He is indeed. Say something, Amit. Guys, it's really not my show. <laughs> <laughs> or my podcast. 
but it's so weird. Do you know what? Like we we've been saying for a long time because we need to start getting guests on. We've spoken to a number of different people. Yes, we have some amazing people, uh, people that we know as well as some awesome artists and people involved in the arts and cultural world. Uh huh. And how we're going to start getting guests on very very soon. Yeah. But isn't it amazing how the very first person that we've had on this show as a guest is a former Spice FM legend? Yeah. It's Big fitting, up. I think. I, I think, think it's I think very it's, fitting. It is. You know what? You know this is this is a landmark moment for you, Amit. You know because uh, <laughs> he doesn't want to. Either. He's like, carry on, <laughs> keep, keep talking. Keep talking. Get Don't away talk from me. me. Don't talk to Don't me. Don't talk to me. Get away from me. <laughs> but it's a big moment, you know. And we want to. We really want to thank Spice FM for the opportunity, you know, because um, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, because, like I said, you know, I'm, this is weird. This is extremely weird for me hosting a show rather than being questioned about things. Ask me, you should talk to me, Jojo B. You, you're a presenter. I'm married to you. I don't want to have to ask you questions. See, she, she, there's no law, there's no support within the marriage. <laughs> you know, she was even like, so how long have you been in music? You know, what's your favourite tracks? Who are the amazing people you collaborated okay, okay, with? Fine, fine, fine. I'll ask you. How long have you been in music? How long have I been in music? <laughs> yeah. Can I, I want to talk. How long I want to talk. Have you been? I would like to talk music? to your manager, please. I would like to talk to your studio manager and lodge a complaint against the unprofessionalism of this presenter on this show. I'm not talking to you, Amit. I love you. Sandeep didn't even turn up to show us how to use Unbelievable. Them, how to use all Un- of these controls. Unbelievable. So I'm not sure that he's going to care about your complaints either. Unbelievable. <laughs> I, will ta- I will take this up. I will take this up with the mayor of Newcastle. Um, right, anyway. Anyway, right. How on long to the second have half. you been oh, in can, music? Oh, okay. I have been creating, writing, recording music for approximately 14 to 15 years now. You old man. I am indeed an old man. Thank you for pointing it out. Jojo underscore B. Um, And I'd say the best times of my life were up until 2014, I'd say, musically. Since about sort of June of 2014, everything's just gone really downhill for me musically and in life and in general. And what Um, happened in June 2014? Not much. Not much. Not much? There was that thing, you know, you were there as well. Uh, that, That wedding thing that we did. The wedding thing. Yeah. That amazing event that was organized by um, this man sitting next to me. These guys did an amazing job. Can yeah. we have some Thalia for uh, Amit and, and Sandeep and the whole crew? Um, for the amazing job they did at our wedding. Yes. Yeah, that we shared. Uh, an amazing occasion. And, and we've seen the stuff they're doing now at Chai Events. Mate, it's no joke. They've gone tenfold. Um. Yes, they have. They've done amazing. Yeah, they're doing amazing work and amazing stuff uh, here in the Northeast. Um, but I'm from the South. And so it's all about um, Soy Baracus. It's all about Show you. Me, ask me another question. Ask you another question. Have you released any music recently? I have indeed, as a matter of fact. Oh, have Georgia. you now? Can you I have just indeed. tell us about that music? <laughs> yeah. Why don't you tell, tell us, us? Tell us in the shortest possible time. So I could carry on talking about other stuff for the show. Let's actually let's rewind it back a little bit. Let's rewind it back a little bit. Okay. There was a big event in the Asian community this week. Not our wedding. Uh, no, we got married in June 2014. Yes, we did, This yeah. is October 2018. But okay, so what other big events have been happening? Well, there was the Brit Asian Music Awards this past week. 
Oh, really? Yes, there was. Do you remember the last time we were at the British Asian Music Awards? Yes, I do. Because I, I think I might have said the words, I'm never coming back here ever again. You did indeed. Yes. Um, there was a, a massive fight that broke out the last time we were there. We won't talk about that, though. No, we're not we here We weren't to... involved in it. We were just right next to it, We were right next to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm no, law- no comments, nothing for my lawyers. Thank you very much. Yeah. Um, but it was uh, uh, this past week in London, actually, is when they held them this time around. Um, and they had an amazing array of artists and performers. Uh-huh. Uh, and let's just go through some of the winners, you know, just to, you know, touch base on exactly what happened that day. Okay. So I'm just looking at the list of winners. You've got, like, okay. come on, come on. All right, so we've got best DJ was DJ Frenzy. Well done, DJ Frenzy. <laughs> Do you not know who DJ Frenzy is? No. Do you know what? I don't know too much about DJ Frenzy. This is the thing. We've been so out of the community for such a long time, the music community within the, within the UK, that some of these people are going to be like, mm-hmm. but we can talk about them. I'm, do you know one thing I know about DJ Frenzy? Two things, actually. One, he has an amazing much. Okay. And secondly, he DJed at uh, Virat Kohli and Anushka Sharma's reception. No way. Yes, he did. I feel like we kind of should know who he is then. Well, yeah. Well, we just did. I just told you who he is. Oh, my God. His logo is actually his much. Really? Yeah. Big up DJ Frenzy. <laughs> you know, I know he's been around the UK for uh, a number of years and stuff, and he's built up his name, and he did a couple of, I think, residencies on the, um, in a few mainstream a- Asian radio stations. Um, but, yeah, best DJ. It's an amazing look. And it's good, you know. It's about encouraging that next generation of DJs to come through, and it's not just the usual guys doing things you know from 10 to 15 years ago this is true you know and we're just old and we're out of touch yes indeed yep this time we're going to tell you how out of touch we are when we talk about the breakthrough act g sidhu okay well done g sidhu what can you tell me about g sidhu jojo b um his first name begins with g awesome and his surname is sidhu you're joking and i'm presuming it's a boy it could be a girl Oh, uh, yes. Yeah. That, see, this is the other thing that I'm looking at this list. Uh, there's not that many female winners. Well, surprise, surprise. Yeah. But isn't that always the case? It is unfortunately the case. Um, you know, we, obviously, we want to encourage more female artists to come through uh, within the Asian music industry, as well as the entire UK music industry as a whole. Um, so I think there needs to be a little bit more inclusion for female acts in some of the, you know, some of the bigger awards, DJs, breakthrough acts, etc., Best male, maybe not. You okay. Know. Yeah. Are you are you listening to me, Jojo? I'm B? just looking at this list. Yeah. I'm going to tell you the list, and you got to tell me why one. Okay, fine. All right. So the best lyricist was the amazingly titled Sidhu Musawala. I love that name. It is one of the best names of any Asian act ever. Yep. Um, it's up there with Swami Rakas, to be fair. <laughs> you know. Um, but he got the best lyrics for his track "So High." I think we might actually have a bit a clip of his music here. Oh really? Yeah. Let's listen. That's a nice car. He's got a nice car in his video. Oh, are we talking? Yeah. Oh, okay. I thought we were just listening to the track. Oh, no, okay. I'm, watching, I'm sorry. I'm watching the video as well at the same time. Oh, okay. Uh, that looks like New York where he he filmed it. Well, did he film and it before? Lovely, I think that's a Lambo. Big up. Yeah. So he's hitting, in a car, just randomly in a car park. Is though. there any like scantily clad girls anywhere nearby? Because uh, then he would have no, hit every boys. stereotype for every Bangladeshi. I think there's, there's guys wandering around with 
uh, with balaclavas on. Nice. Please it's like a grime video with Bhangra people in it. Big up. Big up. Imagine that. Can I just say that, that we did the balaclavas first as Caravan Crooks. Everyone's just, everyone's just basically just copied us. Does anyone remember the car Caravan Crooks though? They better remember the Caravan Crooks. <laughs> Wasn't Scooter Sing like the number one track on uh, an old urban Asian chart on Spice FM all those years ago? It quite possibly might have been. You were the presenter for that show. Yes, I was. And that was the show where we actually built the studio from scratch. <laughs> Big up. <laughs> Look at that. So you do multitask. Well done. So who else won stuff? Who else won stuff? Okay, so uh, best music video director was Sunny Dinsey for Udadia. I don't know. Sunny, I'm no, sorry if you're listening, sorry, bro. I don't know who you are. You've got a, a blank look from me. Yeah, um, but I'm sure Udadia was an amazing video because obviously if you're going to win an award for it, um, it better have something that's going to be awesome. Okay. I'd like to think there's like, you know, a golden eagle flying into like um, a massive haven paradise of luscious flowers and exquisite clientele yep okay, okay. <laughs> um bollywood track of the year no okay wait 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 bollywood track of the year is dilbar by neha kakar yes which we've also got a clip of here we go no wait dilbar is an old track and they've remade it oh is it a remix of that one yeah dilbar dilbar yeah i'm sure that's Yes! How can that be Bollywood track of the year when it's an old tune that they've just remixed? That's not that's not that's not fair. Well, I mean that's how it works these days, isn't it? They just they recreate Remixes everything. Remixes are the, the way forward these days. Yeah, every single track, all the my favourite tracks from that period has literally all been remixed now. You know, um they, like, I remember Ek Nortin they remixed just a little while ago. And that's a classic. Why are you giving me some... Because like, you sound like such an old man right now, ranting about how remixes are really bad. Remixes are good, but... Dilber oh, it's, a, it's a remake. It's a remake. That's what I've been not told. Not a remix. Yeah, I've just been told it's a remake. What a was remake. wrong with the old Dilber? The old Dilber was just a classic track, and it wasn't even that long ago. Well, you know, like, there's no harm in reviving an old song. Right. Well, anyway, I'm all about you know, originality, so um, if that's the best we can do, come on, Bollywood. Step your game up, fam. I've just looked at this list again and I've just realised there's two names that I do actually recognise. Okay. Well, I can actually get a conversation out of you then. Yes, yeah, because otherwise it's just like, yep, uh, yeah. So best male act, uh -huh. Guru Randhawa. Big up Guru Randhawa. It's actually a name I recognise as well. Yeah. He's had an outstanding couple of years. And he just had a tour recently and he just smashed it basically He's here in the UK. It. Guru Randhawa has absolutely smashed it. Um, and justifiably so, picking up the best male act. Um, that's one that I can wholeheartedly agree with. Here we go little uh, clip of them big up yeah Guru Rondawa awesome voice awesomely massive track as well yeah I like it see I see I, that, now that's somebody I know of okay and I know their music excellent so I can I, you know I could I can see why he would have won that okay who's the other person you know Steel Bangles big up Steel Bangles best non-traditional Asian act which I love the name of that category <sighs> best non-traditional Asian act yeah what does that even mean? I don't know, but he is an awesome producer mm -hmm. of many a good grime track. He is indeed. Obviously, you know, he's absolutely smashed it um, in that scene, in the urban scene, I'd say, basically, in the UK. Mainstream as well. And the mainstream, yeah, yeah, absolutely. He's, he's produced for so many people. Um, Dave, 
Mo Stack. You know, the list goes on and on and on. You know, getting a Steel Bangles banger, basically, is, is actually a massive look for any any artist, basically, here in the UK. Um, and then he was actually rated um, the best producer at the uh, Rated Awards as well. You know, really? Yes, he was. Well done, Steel Bangles. So Steel Bangles is actually killing it right now in the UK overseas and making Asians proud, you know, on the other side. In the mainstream. In the mainstream, you know. Um, Where we're as, ra- as rare as unicorns. <laughs> we are as rare as unicorns. As you will hear on episode two of the Native Immigrants podcast, <laughs> we talk about that at length. Um, we also had Best Female Act, which was Jasmine Sandless. Jasmine's pretty much been the only female act, I feel. Like with a lot, it's been her and Miss Booja pretty much like alternating on who's going to win the best female act award in all these awards. I'm, I'm sure we've spoken about this on previous podcasts. Like, where are the females? Exactly. Where are the females within the Asian music industry? Yeah. I, I mean, I wish I could sing and I wish I could be that one. Mate, I'm telling but you. But I really can't and nobody ever needs to hear me sing. No, ever. absolutely not. No, we don't have it long enough in the show to hear some of your warblings. There are some very bad videos of me doing karaoke, though. There is. Uh, I'm not going to share them because people no, might stop listening to that. our show accordingly. But, you know, if you're ever lucky enough to get into a karaoke booth with me. Yeah. Then, <laughs> God forbid. And there's a bottle of tequila there usually. Oh, dear. Then uh, you can hear my delightful voice. Um, so, music producer <laughs> of the year um, was V. Who's V? Do you know V, Hunter's brother, V? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he won music producer of the year. Oh, done um i don't know some of the tracks he's put out basically this year um but v's been going on for years i remember when he used to work with the cray twins as a singer back in the day um and now he's obviously found his forte in production that's why i didn't know we recognize him as a producer yeah it's the same v oh well done v he's found a real forte for himself and done some massive tracks for a number of different artists this past year um so i think that's justifiably so well Um, done v you know um uk act of the year Man like JK. Well done, JK. I love his voice. He's got an amazing voice. I kind of feel like, you know, he's been... One other person has been going around for a number of years, you know, because he's from Birmingham, obviously. Um, Isn't he from Derby? Midlands, Birmingham, Derby, West Brom, they're all the same thing to me. I think he's from Derby. But anyway, Um, yeah, carry on. You know, but he's, you know, I feel like he's... He can justifiably say he's an amazing act. I feel he could have been... He should be a lot bigger than he, he, he actually is, I feel. Because he's such a talented guy. He's, yeah, he's got a big voice. Amazing voice. Uh, he's worked with True School, so awesome production. But, you know, I kind of feel like he, he could be bigger. He should be bigger than he is because he's very, very talented. I've just seen a name on this list that I haven't seen for a while. Okay. Special recognition. Mm-hmm. Raghav. Oh, my days. Big up Raghav. You know what? That's like lifetime achievement, isn't it? Basically, special yeah, basically, special record. But they've also got a lifetime achievement as well. Oh, have they? <laughs> they have indeed. Yes. <laughs> oh no, no, wait, 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 stop. Oh, big up, big up, Raghav. This is a tune. We were listening to this in the car the other yeah, day. Yeah, we had an amazing playlist on the way to Newcastle, where we were we listening to back-to-back bangers from the days of you and me clubbing. Yes. Back in the day, so we we had this tune. We listened to some Jay Sean, some Rishi Rich. So um, we listened to um, that Dr. Zeus track, Gangana. Yep. You know, I've made you play Rouge, Touch My... Uh, touch oh my, my God, I hate that song so much. <laughs> and yeah, I had to listen to it. Oh, I left dear. it behind. This is such a classic tune. And Raghav actually came out with a new track as well recently. 
that's just been that just come out this past week um so again it's the year of the comeback jojo b back on the radio Ruggov back on the airwaves big, big up Ruggov. big up Ruggov. but the point i was going to make was uh, the british awards had a special recognition award an outstanding achievement award and a lifetime achievement award who got lifetime achievement aren't you going to Touching the fact that all three of those things pretty much exactly the same thing. Um, so it's like saying, here's a lifetime achievement for you. We like you as well. Here's one for you. And here's one for you too. Yeah, that's okay. They're just trying to celebrate all the lovely. They are. There, are, there is a lot, lovely lot to celebrate. Yeah. Um, so we'll go to outstanding achievement first. Yeah. You'll hear the music in the background. It's a track that we've spoken about in the, pa- in the past on the Native Immigrants podcast. <laughs> in how it's the only bunga track ever in the world. Punjabi MC, outstanding achievement. I mean, to be fair, he deserves this. He hundred percent deserves it. Based it's, on this one track alone. On this one, yes, it, we might have we might have heard it too much. I think so. And you know, it might do our heads in a little bit now. But it's but such a classic. It's tune. a classic, and he's got so many other songs in his back catalogue. Yeah, aren't worth. we listened to Joggy on the way up. Yes, we did. You know, um, and then you've got like Murni that's come out obviously last Murni, few years. Yep. And he's got the new track with my brother Shizio that's come out recently with Big Nasty, How You yeah. Dance, which was on uh, Big Nasty's show itself. Uh, on you Channel know, 4. Yeah, they actually uh, stood there and performed it. So that was awesome to see PMC. He just finds a way to coming out every now and then with some massive bangers and, and still keeping himself very, very relevant to today's um, Always current. Youth. Yeah, so 100% fully, fully recognised. Yeah. Uh, recognised. And rightly so. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Lifetime Achievement Award is Arif Lohar. Okay. I'm not going to lie, I don't know who that is. No, I don't know either. I feel like we probably should do. Uh, Amit, do you know who Arif Lohar is? Um, he's a Pakistani... <coughs> He's a Pakistani. He's a Pakistani folk singer. Oh, awesome! Oh, that's okay. That's awesome. Well, that, do you know what? Then I'm glad to hear that. Amazing voice. Yeah. Okay, some awesome folk Gawali style. Do you know what? I'm 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 so happy to see that they've actually included that. As part of their, you know, because obviously people have said over the years that the British Awards are very Bhangra, very Punjabi heavy when it comes to their um, criteria and selection for, you know, these awards. Um, So to give um, Arif Lohar um, a a Lifetime Achievement Award, I think it's an amazing look. I think they're trying to go outside the box now. Yeah. You know, with someone like Steel Bangles, Steel Bangles, Steel Bangles, Steel Bangles Bangles, Bangles (laughs) winning. And then, yeah, Arif Lohar, they're kind of like trying to you know yeah. just go beyond what they used to do which was just your standard bhangra yeah exactly yeah. Um, there's a couple more awards that we'll touch on very briefly Our album of the year was Confidential by Diljit obviously yep. massive massive album um, have you got anything to say Jojo B? Uh, yeah well I haven't listened to the album okay do you know what? I don't listen to Bhangra so much anymore, and I really should. I used to when I worked when I worked here at Spice. Yeah. I used to all the time. Right. Um, and I think I feel like I'm out of touch a little bit, but I need to get back into it. Yeah, because it is the the music of your people. It is. You know, the um, music of my land. Yeah, and you're so far removed from it. I need to. You know, what? I need. To, you'd have thought with the shows that we put out on a weekly basis, you might there might actually be some Punjabiness instilled in you. I mean, I'm Punjabi. I don't know how much more instilled oh, you want it to be. Go. <laughs> Here we go. 
Um, and and lastly, uh, music video of the year was Udaria by Satinda Sataj. Okay. Um, another awesome artist. Um, I haven't heard this particular track, but Sataj I'll, I'll always support because he's voice. a brilliant voice, brilliant artist. And he doesn't, you know, go on about the usual getting stereotypes drunk and, all that kind and of stuff. stuff when it comes to Bangra music. Yep. Uh, which is always a massive, massive look. Um, but yeah, big up the British Asia TV Awards. Um, I heard that it was a lot more professional this time round. It was a, it seemed like a classy event in comparison to the few Good. that have been before. Um, about, about time. Yeah, because uh, I was nominated all the way back in 2011. Oh, were you now? I was indeed. In what category? In uh, Best Urban Act. Uh-huh. Best Urban Asian Act, I'd say. Now, this is something that I feel is missing within this the context of these awards. You know, it's been, you know, we've ta- I've talked previously about the rappers and the singers from my group. Yeah. The people that came out seven to eight years ago um, and how we were trying to develop a scene and push a scene forward because we were the first real generation of rappers and singers that actually came out here in the UK. Asian. Yeah. You know, that, that especially from that generation. Yes, you were. Um, and it, it kind of hit like a really good peak on those years between 2010 um, and about sort of 2012 um, during that sort of time period. Mm-hmm. And obviously we've seen guys like so Rax has kind of done really, really well since then. Rackstar. Yeah. yeah. Um, and um, Arjun obviously has done really, really well, um, you know, yeah. in the singing side of things. Um, but I kind of feel what's happened to that scene? What's happened to, you know, that movement? I feel like... So you guys did it for as long as you could. Yeah. Oh, you have done it for this long anyway. You still you still are producing music. Mm. But there's not been a new generation that's come up. Yes. Underneath. And that's not because you've not let anybody through. I don't think any of the people that are, have already been doing it, so yourself or Rackstar or someone like Shizio or anyone like that, mm. no one's kind of got in anyone's way as far as I'm aware. Yeah. But it's just that there hasn't been that interest, that yeah. level of interest or that passion um, from the younger crowd which I find really I don't know I, I, I found that quite bewildering in a way you know because I always kind of felt that you know our generation came out and we were kind of like the, the first ones to do it you know the first ones to really push across Asian rappers here in the UK because the 90s had people like Fundamental um, you know Aki Nawaz uh, Khalifs basically in that time period as well at the same time mm-hmm. um, you know Asian Dub Foundation obviously had elements of rap and stuff within their music um, and then you obviously then you had the transition to people like you know Pav and the Foreign Beggars and Riz MC and those kind of guys but with an actual scene of Asian rappers here in the UK we were that kind of real generation to set that off yeah um, and I you know we produced so much music in that time period and a lot of it was obviously trying to inspire a generation in the community basically to do the same um and the the next generation didn't really take that on and they didn't find an encouragement whether that's basically from families or whether that's from lack of platforms because we had a numpteen amount of platforms when we first came out and a lot of the big radio stations were also supporting that music yeah because that was the point where radio one had um an asian music an asian music show yeah um kiss um yeah. had one um so yeah there was lots of there was lots of kind of big radio stations yeah. with um specialist shows yeah. specifically for the asian music scene Absolutely. where you could get played yeah i mean that's where i first heard your music of course so that they have now 
they've all gone. Yeah, absolutely. You know, it, non, there's very few specialist music music shows in general these days anyway, but yeah. there's definitely none for Asians. Yeah. And um, we've got, you know, obviously local radio stations like Spice FM. Big up. Um, and then nationally, there's the Asian Network. Yeah. But it's kind of harder to get onto those shows, I guess. Yeah. And onto those stations. I mean, in, the U- in, in Newcastle, if you're a budding rapper, Mm. or urban Asian music star. I'm sure if you sent your music in, they would happily play it if it's good enough. <laughs> you know, there has to be yeah. there has to be a level of kind quality of quality control, quality yeah, control course, as yeah, well, absolutely, you, see? you know. But I mean, it, I think people are kind of put off or maybe they're not put off and maybe they just put it all on YouTube and we just miss it. That's the, that's the flip side of it because obviously our, we came out during that radio generation where radio was still the sort of be all and end all in order to get your music heard. Yeah. Um, obviously now it's gone like sort of leaps and bounds. YouTube basically took over from that. Now people are streaming things off Spotify, yeah. uh, Google Music. Um, and so it, there's there's an umpteen amount of different platforms to get your music heard. And radio maybe not, is not necessarily the first port of call, you know, for a, young, a younger artist. So it's um, easier to get your music out there but yeah. probably harder to get it heard. Yeah, yeah. So you've got so many different platforms that actually you can get lost amongst all the other... A gamut of people. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And I think that's probably... And social media makes promotion slightly easier. Yeah. But actually getting getting heard and all of these algorithms and stuff that they have now on of social course, media yeah. makes it much more difficult to actually be found. Yeah. and But also, that be, but because of that, it means that there isn't uh, a scene... And there isn't a community amongst those artists and those people representing. Because I do remember when I first came out and I was a little bit like, you know, I didn't even know any Asian rappers when I first started rapping, you know, apart from me and my brother, really. Yeah. Um, You know, and we'd heard of a couple and stuff, but they were all the guys in the mainstream. And you kind of think, well, you know, there aren't that many people like that in the UK. And it's only when I first met Sanjay Sanj and he introduced me to things happening in the Asian music industry that I was like, oh, there's a few rappers here. Um, and with me, I'm always about working together to to progress, you know, and collaborating with people because we've all come up with the same mindset and the same thought process. And the only way we can move forward is we work together to make that happen. So all of a sudden, I found myself collaborating with a, a number of different artists in that time period. And if you remember between sort of like, say, 2008, 2009, all the way till about 2013, 14 stroke, we were all jumping on each other's tracks producing tracks all the, throughout the year you'd hear us on each other's projects um think that's how that's how a scene progresses and that's how it moves forward um and you know it, i had a great time period collaborating with some amazing artists some of them wanted to do awesome things uh, some of them unfortunately like decided that music wasn't necessarily for them life takes over you know i've spoken in the past about not being able to produce music just from being married and that's not your fault that's just the day-to-day rigors of of daily life you know, yeah. being a being a married person, having to pay a mortgage and working in London, you know, so it does become difficult. And I'm one of the old, elder statesmen. There's younger guys than me that are still there, still producing music, still putting things out there. And, um, you know, but it it has become more and more difficult because there isn't that same collective as there was before. There's still maybe a few rappers. Taz is doing really, really well doing his thing Rax is doing really really well but I remember when we were you know on you know at our pomp 
there was at least a good like 10 to 12 different rappers that were like working alongside each other putting things out there getting onto shows like like spice fm across the uk community radio stations there were platforms stages and festivals in, for us to perform at and yeah. get out there and stuff so people outside of our small communities could know who we are um and hear us for the first time um i kind of feel a lot of that has it feels like it's dried up i don't know you know obviously ask the youth today what their thoughts are and what they're thinking and how they're looking at our scene and the community um especially when it comes to urban asian music in the uk yeah um obviously we had bourbon um the scene at shizio jojo b is not a fan of that word i just didn't like the term yeah i didn't the idea was brilliant yeah but i just wasn't a big fan of the term yeah brown urban no thanks no yeah. I think you just need to say that you, your urban music yeah That's yeah all. well you know like i said i i understood what shizia was trying to do yes um and you know and big up to him he's still pushing the bourbon the term and the movement still to this day he's he's not lost in that he is he's still adamant in that. the idea behind it was to get everybody work like you're saying collaborating working together yes and kind of being united and i i love the idea of that because there's i think that's and we've spoken about this on one of our previous shows, one of our early shows, mm. is that the fact that there isn't that community spirit yes. within the Asian mu- music scene. There's a lot of competition. Yes. There's very little kind of unity in trying to help each other move forward together as, yeah. a, as a group. Yeah. Um, and, and being happy for each other as well. I think, for, I think that kind of is difficult. And that's, um, I think that's what Shizio was trying to do. Yeah. And he still is trying to promote is that actually we need to support each other as much as possible. Absolutely. Um, and move the scene forward because yeah. if the whole if the scene grows and becomes uh, more recognised, then everybody is a winner. Exactly. Exactly. Because like we're we're still such a small community of people. You know, it's not like fifty to a hundred to hundred and fifty to two hundred artists and stuff. You know, you're still talking about like twenty. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You know, uh, it, so it. There is, I wouldn't say there's a kind of unity in that and such now between artists. It's very clicky, which it wasn't before. You know, there's cliques appearing amongst those specific artists and specific people. And that wasn't necessarily the case before because, you know, if you've got five people in the room, you can only click two on two yeah. <laughs> and, and a single. And that's, that's really only a handful. And so how does that benefit anyone? Um, people realized, I think, during that time that, um, the platforms were drying up. There wasn't so many platforms to get your music heard. So you just go out on your own, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what a lot of the artists that are out there right now that's, that are doing it and doing really well, that was their mindset. And, you know, all power to them. That's exactly what they created. But because of that, the the scene as such, that scene, that movement deteriorates. And you don't then see basically the next generation of people come through and the, and the you know the younger MCs that that would have been inspired by that to move forward. I I still get a lot of messages from younger MCs, younger rappers. Yeah. You know, wanting to you know hear some of their music. You know, like listen to some of my music. I want to do this. I want to get get into that. And I like to see that. You know, but I always say like, develop yourself. You know, develop your lyrics. Develop your writing. Develop your you know your forte as an artist. Because yeah. if you you know if you put a track out there right now. And it's not the best possible version of yourself that you can be, then you're doing a disservice to yourself as an artist. And people will judge you on that. Exactly. They'll listen to the first track you put out and be like, this guy's rubbish. Why would I want to listen to him again? Yeah. Because now we're living in an age where we are dealt with music 
on a daily basis, on a minute by minute basis. There are thousands of people you can potentially listen to. And if you're not into things happening within the Asian scene, every next person is a rapper, every next person is a grime artist or a trap artist or drill artist in the UK. So why would I give you that artist support loyalty? It's just, you know, it's like you buy a product from somewhere and you've bought from them a couple of times, but if someone comes around that's cheaper, you're just going to go, I'm going to go to the other place. Yeah, you know? exactly. You know, brand loyalty and artist loyalty is not necessarily a given, you know. It's Especially a- not these days. It's so hard to kind of, there's so much, like you're saying, there's so much competition out there. There's so many other options. Yeah. Not necessarily competition, but just other options for people to listen to. Yeah. That if they think that what you've put out is substandard for whatever reason, it's not your best. Yeah that's it you've lost them and it's very hard to win them back absolutely so if you take like i said i've taken breaks during my time since making music and i've seen like the amount of people listening to my music during like my the height of my career to a couple of years later and it's like you know it's gone down by so much and i'm like what the hell but then you realize actually it's that's that's me being away from those people from extended period of time and that two years there's an a, a mass amount of different artists that have come out during that time period the music musical genres have evolved the styles of music have evolved and so it's like you're constantly having to fight an uphill battle you know um, yeah, i mean if you're if you step away from a scene you're easily forgotten yeah exactly not, i mean not me and you specifically but you're just generally it's fine that's love um you know what you know buddy you're only for you're only good for cleaning my kitchen and bathroom basically um but yeah, it's it's a, it's a real. I always felt like there's a little bit of a missed opportunity, and uh, you know, from our, especially from our generation, we we put out so much music, and we always tried to encourage that next generation to come through, and you know, them they're not seeing that that strength in depth. There was like ten to fifteen to twenty of us. There should be fifty now to a hundred of them now, really, you know, but we haven't seen it. Yeah, it should have grown. But what it's done is actually just shrunk. It kind of ended with you guys. So whoever's still carrying on with music, doing music yourself, for instance, and and, and Rax and Shizio and, and Taz, yeah, you're still doing it. But nobody else has come along to kind of grow the scene. But is it okay, so is that is that basically from a young person who wants to get into music from their perspective? Is it just the actually music's not really for me? I'm going to move on to something else. Um, no, because there'll always be, in every generation, there'll always be a small section that when music is their life and they mm. want to make music and they want to put music out. I mean, that's just the way, that's why there's been, you know, charts and stuff for this so for this long. There's always going to be a group of people who want to make music. And I don't yeah. think that's any different within our community. I think that maybe the style of music that they want to make is a bit different. Mm, yeah. Maybe it's not as appealing. Or maybe they're just, maybe the confidence is not there. Yeah, potentially. Yeah, maybe potentially. they just don't know who else to. Like you said, you were you didn't know anybody. Yeah, yeah. And maybe there's just a lot of people in that same position, and there is nowhere for them to go. We used to go to club nights, and we used to go to, yeah. you know, we used to go to um, like MC battles and things. Yeah. Because in London, that's on your doorstep. Yeah. But maybe regionally, actually, that's not the case. Yeah. And there is nowhere for them to be taken seriously because actually, being an Asian rapper. It takes a lot for you to be taken seriously. As well, yeah, absolutely. You know, like, and I think that's got even harder. Yeah, yeah. I think the, you know, just the, just seeing an Asian person trying to rap yeah. is is a vision that some people can't take seriously. No, absolutely. And and so, and, it, and I think that has become even harder 
over the years. Yeah, especially here in the UK. Um, it was always like, I, I remember starting to rap, like getting into rapping and stuff and trying to make a name for myself just in UK hip hop and stuff like that. And it was so much more difficult, basically, uh, to get my voice heard because you're, you're, you're thrown to this ocean and you're basically like a teardrop in it, yeah. you know? Um, and it was only when I started getting involved in Asian, the, mu the Asian music scene um, that actually opened up doors for me outside of that scene, working with guys in UK hip hop and in, in, in UK grime music because I went through that channel. And so all of a sudden I'm being played on like Radio 1 and some of the bigger radio stations. The, the scene outside of ours began to take notice and it was like, oh, now we've got a voice to that person and now there's some credibility here. Uh -huh. And so it doesn't matter if you're Asian and you can actually be an artist in your own right, regardless of what nationality you were. And, and so I'd, I'd work with a range of different acts and a range of different artists, but I would still keep my core base still alive, you know, retaining that Asian community ethic and in, introducing Asian flavors in my music and stuff and still making myself relevant in those circles. Um, but, you know, I think now you've got guys like, I guess, like Coombs, you know, who's one of the big, like, rappers from the UK, but he kind of like does the singing thing. Mariah was such a massive track that came out this past year yeah. um, and he's Asian, I think he's Bangladeshi um, and he's he's actually done the, the festival circuit, he done London Mela when we were there as well at the same time uh -huh. um, and you know Grime Data I think it's like 4 million or so plus uh, you know views of his video and stuff so he's actually a big name but he's again like you know made a name for himself outside of this whole Asian thing and the Asian scene has kind of embraced him because you know they they tend to you know see people have made a name for themselves without their help and then be like oh okay we're going to support you and stuff and act, and, and act like we put you out on there and the platform themselves a bit of a kind of a retrospective recognition yes of, and, and and ownership of yeah them. absolutely yeah. absolutely um so you know an act like him has done obviously really really well so there is there is a few but it's still like few and far between you know i think i mean i've always said i've always said to you never Never box yourself in by just saying I do Asian music. Yeah. I'm an Asian rapper. I think if you're gonna do if you're gonna do a music like hip hop, then you or grime or whatever. Yeah. You know, if you're gonna rap, then you're a rapper. Yeah, yeah. And you don't you don't kind of um close yourself off from everything else and from the mainstream by saying that you're just an Asian rapper. Yeah. You are a rapper who happens to be Asian and you will always you'll never not be Asian, so you'll always automatically rep that side of you. Yeah. But your your aims are beyond that as well. Yeah. You know, so wherever your recognition comes from first, mm. you'll always, you know, as long as you're aiming for that, as long as you're aiming for, to be the best version of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, you'll get the recognition and hopefully from all areas. Yeah, including your own community, I think, which is very, very important because I know acts that have kind of gone out, out of the whole Asian thing and done their thing outside of that, specifically within the, ur the urban circuit and not really found that same support and recognition within their own community. But they didn't, you know, it's not something they've craved or something that they've particularly found any kind of attention for. They've just done, them, done it for themselves regardless of that. Whereas I'm kind of stuck in that conundrum because, you know, with our shows, with our podcast, you know, I'm trying to make our community as woke as possible, trying to make it as um, inclusive for them. And... Um, and something that they can relate to. And I've kind of felt that with musically, I'd want to do the same thing as well. So yes, I want to, I want to be the best version of myself musically. And if that means not necessarily getting the most support from my own community, because they might not necessarily be into that kind of form of rap or the form of hip hop, 
but I'm, I'd be doing a disservice to, uh, to myself as an artist by not doing that. But at the same time is you want the support of your own community because without your community, you're never going to move forward because they're your core, they're your foundation, they're your base. Yeah, and I think, but the thing is, if you stick to, when it becomes to being a rapper, you've got to talk about your own experience. Mm. So you can't pretend to live somebody else's experience. You, as an Asian person, yeah. are living a particular ta- kind of experience within Britain right now. Yeah, You can talk about that. So that will always be relevant to somebody within an Asian community, whether that's, you know, the Gujarati community or whoever, yeah. it's always going to be relevant to that person. So some people will pick up on that. Yeah. But if you can open that up to beyond the Asian community and actually pe- other people can relate to you, mm. then the, I think that's where the success lies is that you're actually... you. And this is what we want to do with this podcast is not just keep it within the Asian community. We want to kind of start that dialogue and yeah. open up the world's eyes to what's happening within our communities yeah so that we're not only talking directly to our community we're talking beyond that but we are talking about issues that deal with our from our own life experience and, and that kind of that are the asian community are dealing with yeah because that I, makes sense no it does because in in the music specifically with the stuff that i talk about and just being a rapper you know we we're trying to make things as relatable as possible to say we're not any different from you you know, musically, there could be elements that might be slightly different in terms of beats and vibes and stuff. But really, the stuff that we talk about is dealing with things as a British rapper, whether you're Asian, whether you're white, whether you're black. It doesn't make it doesn't really make any difference. But to make it relatable, you tra- you tell people outside the community what's happening within our communities yeah. and the issues and stuff that we face. Um, and that's one of the big things with this podcast. But I also feel that music is an outlet for that. And I think I'm, you know, I'm every all the tracks that I put out the last few years, they've, they've had some kind of a message to them. I put out Brexit a couple of years ago because I wasn't hearing anyone else talking about Brexit, and I felt that I was, I was a rapper, regardless of the fact that I was Asian. This is something that our community needed to hear, and you know, the need we needed to open up a discussion about it. And music was that outlet for me. And so, you know, we do need to talk about more things within our, within our, within our community to tell people outside of it hey, we're really not that different to you. Yeah, and it's, all, it's always about being authentic. Yeah. So you, you can't you can't just make stuff up. And no. you can't, you know, pretend that you're living a certain type of lifestyle when you're not. As well, and, yeah. Yeah, and all that kind of stuff. You've got to stay authentic to yourself. And I think that's when that realness comes through, people will recognise it. Yeah. And that's what they will appreciate and want to listen to. Yeah. And I think maybe it's a bit harder to kind of get that realness out of our community in general because people are just not as open or they don't want to be as open or they're fickle yeah and also it's not as glamorized yeah exactly you know so some of the stuff (laughs) that happens within our community isn't very glamorous you know and our day-to-day lives might not seem as glamorous because we're not you know the um archetypal kind of picture of what you know a rapper is or whatever Mm. um and i think that but that you shouldn't shy away from who you are and you shouldn't pretend to be somebody else absolutely and that's the only time that you the only way you'll get taken seriously is by being yourself absolutely by being real exactly you know give us give us something different and plus you know there's stuff not going on in your day-to-day lives but look what our communities are going through right now this is one of the most testing times for our community in the uk for a very very long time and it's it's difficult every day. We're in Newcastle right now, and you were already telling me about walking through the shops and people staring at you. We wouldn't seen that ten years ago. You know how things have changed within our communities yeah. in the UK. Yeah. And you know there are things that there's so many things us as a community can talk about, 
and because we are going through it without even realizing it our lives aren't that you know aren't that insignificant and so there is a message to put across and there is a story to tell and platforms are there for you people to tell your story we just need to get more people to do that and encourage more people to do that to get into music or the arts or culture or literature or any form that you can actually find a base for you to outlay all your feelings and emotions on you know i'm a rapper i will always encourage other people to get a pen and a pad out start writing just formulate your thoughts and your opinions and just things that are going on going in and around your head because you'll realize without thinking twice that there is a talent down there somewhere and it just needs some way to extract it and get people to notice you're showing your age there as well a pad and a pen you always find a way to like just remind me here's me dropping some real knowledge on people as an elder statesman rap yes i'm an elder statesman but i'm dropping some real knowledge to the younger community listening in specifically the northeastern community because between you guys there's like literally no musical bones in any of your bodies How jimmy nail, actually jimmy nail's from newcastle isn't he yeah he is big up jimmy nail can name me a, another amazing newcastle act ant and deck can we just shut the show now? Can we, just, can we just switch the show off right now? Unbelievable. Watch us wreck the mic. Uh, talking about music. Yes. You mentioned earlier. Oh, yes, I did. That you have a new track out. I did. Swami Rekas dusted off the cobwebs on his uh, writing pad and pen. Yeah. Um, everything that I'm speaking about right now is trying to encourage the next generation to come through, to, to showcase themselves and actually develop a name for yourself because that's the only way we're going to move forward. You know, uh, and I was lucky enough to do a gig uh, a couple of years ago at Digbeth, um, an amazing community uh, of people in Birmingham, indeed. Uh, And one of the acts that performed that day was a guy by the name of D-Light MC, who is uh, a rapper from Leicester, you know, and he got in touch with me and I kind of really liked what he was doing on stage. And, you know, let's collaborate on something. And I was like, all right, you know send me a few things and if it's if it's up to my you know high levels then i'll be able to <laughs> showcase that uh, showcase one more about because i'm i'm always about helping the young talent to come through but you've got to bring it to the table in order for that to happen and so he sent me a few things and there was a lot of back and forth and eventually sent me a beat and i was like you know what i think the barracuda can ride this you know and so he's just put it out this past week and it's available on all digital platforms and places that you can purchase it as well people still purchase music um and this track is called leave it alone by delight mc featuring the barracuda Take no feeling 
punishment needed to ease in this heat in the dust Reach for the peak and you're eager for lust Belief in your hype's misleading your trust So your people are seeking the keys to the new realm leading to us Game unlocked for a baker's dozen Made a name, forsaking the waste among them State a case for taking the status from them Wipe the slate, I'm making my space abundant All clear, no pens made from a free loan When I speak each word is a keynote Never feed the barracuda when he's on the beast mode Top of the food chain surrounded by Nemo's Man, I go through with a beard and a moustache Do you really wanna talk about a bar? See, man, don't get part, I'm a part out With a palm like blank Man ain't got bars, man, I'm brain dead like blank Ain't none of my bridges blanked Bare random and I like bridging Wait, more time I get mad with a pencil Roof full of paintings, AR Maladies over AR Float them, I sick like AR Bang that ish in your AR Man, I wanna come back with man over AR One that ain't your dead, flow, dead, flow You can catch me in the rave with my head low, head low MC featuring the legend Swami Barakas and the track is called Leave It Alone it is available on all platforms stream it, purchase it, download legally as I said before there's no need for da- uh, illegal downloading we now, have, not with old school, if you're my age group, if you're my age group and you still want to support and purchase legally you're able to do that fam yeah you can purchase but I mean like if you if you really don't want to pay for your music you can just stream it for free but why are you stopping people from paying for his music pay for the music exactly just don't download it illegally you can download it legally though illegally yeah don't download illegally you know yeah download legally don't go into those this weird what Russian I just said. sites you're just repeating what I'm saying do you know what just I, just stop talking um, <laughs> <laughs> right, we've got a little while left to the end of our show, Jojo B. We can cover yeah. a couple of little things. Yeah. Um, so we talked about Great British Bake Off the last couple of shows. Yeah, we're obsessed. Yes. Uh, so last week's show. Yeah. I made... mean, I'm presuming that everyone's seen it now. Hopefully. Because the new one's out tomorrow. Okay, so Tuesday it's out. So by the time they would have heard this, they would have already seen who's actually uh, eliminated from the show. Yes. Hopefully it's not someone we love. Yeah. Um, but last week's show, they made some more say. They did make some more say. And you know what? There's two Asians in there. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so the fear was, as they were making these samosa, that the Asians would let us all down. Exactly. We we watched with like, you know, with bated breath. Yeah. And in case they did mess this up. But you know what? They smashed it. They pulled it out of the bag. Yeah, they did. And made both of their respective mums happy. Because they made some amazing samosa. But I've always found it quite weird how the English are allowed to judge us on making samosa. <laughs> you know, I'm like, when did that become okay? You know, when, when did you guys have the criteria? Like, yeah, there's not enough pastry on this. Dude, how are you going to tell us how samosa are made? This is true. But a good samosa, everybody knows a good samosa. Yeah. Okay, so we have this cultural difference between Punjabi samosas and Gujarati samosas. Yes. So, sorry, samosas. As we say, and samosa. Samosa. Samosas. 
Okay. <laughs> like, I, I'm I'm partial to a good Punjabi samosa. Uh huh. But Gujarati is the way forward, fam. No. Yes. No. Firstly, it, you put carrots in it. What? What's wrong with that? Why, why do you put carrots in it? Because it's an additional vegetable. Get you one of your five a day. Secondly, they're made with phyllo pastry. What? Phyllo, phyllo. Well, there's no need for that. Best way forward. And, you know, thirdly, they're teeny tiny. Yes, you can eat more of them, innit? No. You can eat like... People get like full on half a samosa with the Punjabi samosa. They're like, oh, bot hogia, man. Bot, bus, bus, bot hogia. You know? But no, we, no. we can get through at least five to ten of those things we, and still be up for mains and dessert afterwards. We are not tight when it comes to the samosa. We make a meal of it. It's proper. It's made with proper pastry. And it's got potatoes in it and no carrots. And preferably no peas because I hate peas. Well, but exactly. usually they have peas in. And, and they're large enough to actually, you know, get full. That's the thing. So imagine you full, you're already full on that one samosa that comes through in your starters and then they pull out all the mains and everything and the jal and the dal and everything. You're like, you know what? I can't even have it because I've had, I've had that one no, samosa. if you're a real Punjabi, you know how to pace yourself and you manage to eat it all. For God's sake. Do you, do you kind of take like one crunch of the samosa, one shot of vodka, one crunch of samosa, one shot of whiskey, one yeah. crunch of samosa? If you want to. If people want to do that, I won't judge them. Don't condone that, Jojo B. You know, we're trying, we're, trying to, we're trying to keep people alive here and you're condoning this kind of crazy, <laughs> mass, ridiculous activity. Um, but anyway, wh- whatever people prefer, whoever's listening, let us know. Tweet us at, at Nimmigrants or on our Facebook at the Native Immigrants Podcast about which samosa you prefer. There was also a controversial, like they had to make one savoury and a controversial sweet one. Yeah. Sweet samosa, don't really, I don't really get it. I don't but when you point. think about it, I don't really get why. But when you think about it, the crispiness of the samosa filled with like gooey chocolate. No, and there's stuff. no need. Isn't there? Really, there's no need. I think there's. I think there's a It's like a deep fried Mars bar. Do you know what I mean? It's the same thing. Isn't that like the North's like signature dish? There are many establishments where you can get those. Well, there you go. So you but should be used it's to actually it. a Scottish thing. Oh, okay. The yeah. North, same thing. Um, what? <laughs> so yeah, samosas. <laughs> Please, um, if you're going to make them, make them properly. And that's the Gujarati way. No, don't put carrots in, don't. Right. <laughs> right, we're coming up towards the end of our first ever and probably last ever Yeah, I don't think Sally's going to let us back. I don't think we'll ever be allowed back to the north, let alone uh, back to Newcastle. And do you know, I wonder what would have happened if Amit hadn't turned up. Oh my God. And made the second half sound so much more professional than the first half. Can I just say the first <laughs> half was so amazing. This has been ruined by his presence. I can't do that because I'm trying to I'm trying to encourage him to come back to the Spice FM radio yeah. airwaves, but it's not happening. We're gonna have to twist his arm because obviously, who's gonna take over from us for next week's show? It's gonna be Amit. Amit's gonna have to come back and fill this slot with the the illegal immigrants podcast. <laughs> 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 no, we're not trying to say anything. If the Home Office are listening, <laughs> can I just say he's here legally? You know, in case. Um, but a couple of things that we forgot to talk about. Um, Doctor Who's come back on TV. Yes. And there's an Apni as one of the assistants. Yes. Big up. Mandip Gill. Gil. Yeah. yeah. Plays Yasmin Khan, who's an ex-cop. Is she an ex-cop? Yeah. Well, she we haven't cop. watched it yet. We need to watch it. Yeah. But, but it's, it's amazing to see that one of the most high-profile shows on TV right now, there is an Asian. Got 8.2 million viewers. Wow. To see the new female Doctor Who. Yeah. Jodie Whittaker. Yes. Um, and she apparently smashed it. Big up. Yeah. Big up. How do you feel about female Doctor Who anyway? I feel like it was about time. And also, because the Doctor regenerates mm-hmm. each time, 
there's no rule written anywhere that yeah. he has to regenerate into a man each time. Yeah. So, you know, this has been a long time coming and well done. Okay. Okay. What if it was an Asian Doctor Who? Uh, that is also allowed. Who would play that role? Ooh. Who would make a good Asian Doctor Who? I think someone like Sanjeev Bhaskar might be quite Do good. Do you know, that's who I had in mind as well. Yeah, yeah that's someone who I was like thinking. Sanjeev Bhaskar. Yeah, bit quirky. It always has to be a bit quirky. Yeah, or like Javed Jafri. Javed Jafri? <laughs> you know the Indian actor, Javed Jafri? You just said quirky, and I was like, who's the quirkiest person I can think of? Oh, Johnny Lever. Johnny <laughs> Lever needs to be the Asian Doctor Who, all right? Because he's timeless. He's timeless just like the Doctor Who is. You know, there is, Johnny Lever hasn't aged in all that time. Mm. He's literally not from this planet. <laughs> and uh, he's probably quite a dab hand in a TARDIS. Oh, okay. I'm just looking up at um, who Jabba Jeffrey is. That's who he is. Yeah, Jabba Jeffrey. He's always played that weird, quirky right, people yeah. in films. Oh, yeah, actually, he would be quite a good one. Yeah, I'm kind of, I'm kind of feeling that. But I'm, I'm liking it. I'm now swayed by Johnny Lever. Johnny Lever, okay. Johnny Lever. I'm not sure the BBC would uh, would uh, would employ him. <laughs> wow! Do you know what BBC? You're racist. Say. <laughs> Don't say that. <laughs> <laughs> They're not listening. Um, it's true. Yeah, but do support Doctor Who, which is uh, out uh, out now. Basically, the new you can series watch it online. Yeah. Yeah, uh, and support Mandy Gill, who's there playing uh, one of the pivotal roles in there. Well done, Mandy. Big up. Right. Well. I think we're coming to the end of our first ever show of the Native Immigrants podcast. How has that been for you? Sorry, Native Immigrants radio podcast. It's been really good. Yeah. It's been fun. We've been kept on our toes because it's live. We've been kept on our toes. Yeah, yeah, we have indeed. We didn't swear the whole time. I know. Do you know what? I was actually so nervous. I've never, I've done radio interviews for so long before and I've never felt like, you know, any stress or, you know, at all going into them this time I, I was genuinely nervous about the fact that not only am I going to be hosting this but is Jojo B going to swear because of your oh so you weren't worried about yourself you were worried about me yeah we've, we've people have you already like got previous when it comes to a foul mouth when it comes to our podcast uh-huh well that's because that's you know it's recorded in our living room and I can say what I like mm. but you know I've toned it down yes kept it professional yes we are live. Yes. And I don't want them to lose their license. <laughs> exactly. <yeah. laughs> well, good. You know, very, very good. You've been very professional, Jojo B. And we'd like to thank uh, Newcastle. Yes. For providing us with uh, an amazing landscape for the last few days. Yeah. And we want to thank Spice FM once again for the amazing opportunity they've given us to give us our first ever radio show. Thank you very much. Yes. Big up Sandeep. Big up Amit. Big up the whole gang. Yep. And um, is there anything else you'd like to add to the end of this, Jojo B? I would like to thank my mum and dad for moving to Newcastle and giving me the greatest childhood ever right. in the greatest city in the whole world. That's subjective, let's be honest. Thank you very much. My mum and dad and the rest of Newcastle. Okay. Thank you. And thank you, Newcastle, for um, <laughs> selling, um, Liverpool, selling to Liverpool Deep Mahaman. Uh, because he came on in the second half of the 2005 Champions League final and completely changed the game. And we won that for our fifth European Cup. And yes, my husband is yet another Londoner who supports Liverpool. 
Well, thank you so much to everyone that's been listening in to this Native Immigrants radio podcast. If you want to hear us every single week chatting more of the same ridiculousness, then subscribe to us at the, the Native Immigrants podcast on Apple uh, Podcasts and also on SoundCloud and loads of other platforms where you can hear our amazing voices. Please tune in every week, listen to us, interact with us, discuss with us, because that's the only way we can move our community forward, which is the most important thing that we champion every week of our show. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Newcastle. The native immigrants are signing off. Peace. See ya. Sick of the same old radio sound? <sighs> then you need Vibrant Radio. Spice up your life. Spice FM, 98.8 FM.